Tonight's very special emergency edition of The Ringer NBA show here on The Ringer Podcast Network is brought to you by Callaway, home of what is the name of the driver house? The Epic Flash with Flash Face technology. That's the one I'm going to be hitting nice, straight, and long tomorrow. Yeah, when me we too, play together hopefully. for the first time ever for your 50th birthday, uh, your big gala week. We're also brought to you by The Ringer Podcast Network, where you can find the rewatchables as well as Rewatchables 1999, our new podcast on Luminary. A little spinoff series, House and I Tape Big Daddy Day. That's going up later this week. And you can also check out The Ringer NBA Show all week. We are cramming it with episodes. Producer Bobby, how many are we doing? It's our first time working together. How many episodes of Ringer NBA Show? We're like seven, eight? We're up to like five or six a week at wow. this point. That's great. You know what? We love basketball. Basketball is very good. Seth Curry is the best Curry. The Sixers should trade for Landry Shamit. The playoffs are better without LeBron. Basketball is very good. All right, House. We just watched Doubleheader. We watched the Celtics season effectively in. Not a huge surprise. Then we watched the Rockets fight back, claw back. We kept looking at the live betting line, really from the midway second quarter point on, wondering when the Warriors were going to come back. They never came back. Sorry, I'm burping a pizza. They almost uh, came back. They almost came back, but it never quite happened. What do you want to talk about first? Celtics well, or Warriors? Well, let's first, talk about Warriors. Yeah, let's talk about Warriors. Uh, I'd like to also say tonight's show brought to you uh, by sobriety. I am not uh, drunk tonight. You weren't drunk last night. You just had a couple glasses of wine. I just, I just had my, I unbuckled my belt a little bit. That's all. Yeah. All right. So serious tie 2-2. I am so impressed by the Rockets and the amount of fight that they showed where you know, one play here or there in game three, and they're looking at a sweep. Now it's 2-2. They got a little momentum. The stat nerds don't like the word momentum, but I think the Rockets have a little <laughs> momentum right now. We saw another poor Steph Curry shooting performance. We saw a Clay Thompson performance that was so bad that you were joking that he was shaving points and that he was going to get arrested after the game. He was really bad. KD was magnificent again. Draymond was pretty good. I thought Draymond was good. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, though, the 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 small ball physical THICC Rockets lineup really seemed like it gave the Warriors some problems. Have they stumbled on something else? Well, I, I this is the matchup I think that um, we were anticipating all along. And kudos to Houston for holding serve at home. They have not lost at home in these playoffs uh, this this year. And they're, you know, taking care of business the way they're supposed to. The last two games, a sizable rebounding advantage. And that goes to your point about the physicality that they're bringing to the table. Obviously, P.J. Tucker was a big, big uh, difference maker tonight. And they got their hands on every 50-50 ball. My they really did. My disappointment with Clay Thompson what doesn't run so much to him missing shots. But he, he was nowhere near those 50-50 balls all night tonight. Yeah, and he was sloppy, sloppy uh, with the ball as well a couple of times there. So this wasn't quite the matchup we thought we'd see. Here's why. Clint Capella, 21 points tonight. They really went, for the most part, with uh, with Tucker, Chris Paul, Harden, Gordon, and then Austin Rivers, tiny bit of, of Shumper. But for the most part, their crunch time lineup had Rivers in it and really small. That's smaller than I ever imagined anybody being able to go against the Warriors for long stretches of time. And you would have thought they had that Durant would be a huge advantage because he was six inches taller than anyone the Rockets had out there. 
And I thought they were going to go to him over and over again down the stretch. And they really didn't. And it was frustrating I, to watch. I thought they did. No, I didn't we'll feel like they did. have to look at the possession. So no. how, how many points did he score in the fourth quarter? Remember over and over again, it was like Draymond charged the basket on these layups and they set up Clay for a three. Iggy had a three in the corner. Curry had a couple shots. Well, the Warriors. I felt like Durant was un- unstoppable advantage in this game. The Warriors were super committed to um, scoring in the paint. And, you know, Steph had a really good game going to the hole tonight. He It took him a long time. To, I think, did he end up with even four threes tonight? Yeah, so he was 12 for 25 in this game, four for 14 from three. Yeah, so he's right eight, eight for 11 on non threes. Yes. Going, they, back to your point. And got to, uh, he only got to the line twice. But Durant got to the line 10 times. Durant had 34. Durant, really fun moment down the stretch in the fourth quarter when he was basically like, I'm going to guard Harden now. That was. I really, I, really thoroughly enjoyed that. I can't wait to hear Kerr's description of, of what happened. I want to know what the sequence was that led to that that uh, lineup, that assignment. That oh, I think that assignment. was all KD. Going, I agree with I'm you, but I, I want to hear the the story. He does I relish of, that. He does a couple of nice things he gets hearted. One of the things I like is he leans forward and put, tries to put his hand in his face so that no matter what's happening, there's this giant Kevin Durant hand in Harden's face. Well, he he can be four and a half, five feet away from Harden. Yeah. And his arm is so far out there. So then the Rockets were countering. They were sending Rivers and Chris Paul and Tucker to set these picks on Durant where they're trying to sneak up behind him when they couldn't see him. They're going really low and basically like ramming into his hip and throwing him off. And he was getting pissed and he got mad a couple of times. They were doing that on box outs too. Chris Paul was shoving him from behind, giving him little elbows. And in the second quarter, he whistled a little elbow right at Chris Paul said, but it's almost like, uh, it was like a boxing match where the Houston's trainer was like, go to the body. <laughs> they were going hit to hit him in the belly. They were hit going him in the hips. They were going to the hips on Durant. That's and for they sure. were really trying Paul. to take him out, which leads me to my first big picture point for this series. And this is something I brought up with Rosillo. I think uh, two Sundays ago, or maybe it was last Sunday, uh, the Sunday previous, yesterday's Sunday. This is a huge minute load series and really taxing and really physical. And if this is going to go seven with the bets that both coaches have now made with the amount of minutes they're playing these guys, these teams are going to be in trouble for the next two rounds. Like win or lose. Like Durant played 43 again tonight. So did Curry. Harden played 40. Eric Gordon played 40. Chris Paul played 36. And he's perennially been, you never want to go over 32 with him. This is how he ended up, I think, getting hurt last year when they started really ratcheting up his minutes. But I don't really feel like these coaches have a choice either. Like you almost have to do anything it takes to win this series and then kind of worry about the other ones later. It was playing out as lots and lots of folks uh, observed. This is ostensibly for the NBA title now Milwaukee with two rounds left yeah Milwaukee is 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 showing us something I mean you know this this Giannis performance is helping us to believe oh man you know there's something here and and who knows with Toronto and the Sixers uh, if Toronto can put it together at, at home but the uh interesting thing on the minutes point Denver and Portland are in the same boat like it ain't it ain't like Jokic oh that's true it ain't like Jokic yeah. is on a light load yeah that's true so Windhorse had a good piece about this a couple of days ago about how Steve Kerr basically from the first game in this series is like, I'm emptying, I'm emptying the shotgun in this series. I will have no bullets left by the end of it. 
I will be not, I will not be saving anything for game four, game five, game six. And, uh, this feels like a seven gamer now. Oh, it sure does. I'm so happy. I'll tell you this. If, if the Warriors are up three, two, I'm trying to think what ref they wouldn't want to see in game six, but we'll be seeing him and we'll be seeing. It's funny how these games are officiated in Houston versus in Golden State, right? Because in Houston, Chris Paul's doing all his flopping stuff and his acting. And there's a couple of high comedy moments tonight with him when uh, he was really trying to sell elbows and stuff like that. You can't do that on the road because if you do that on the road and they show the replay on the video screen, and the crowd goes ballistic and the refs feel like, oh, that guy just showed me up. He faked the call. You're not getting another call the whole game. In Houston, they're not going to show the call. So he can kind of bring it up seven notches. You, okay. know, you agree with this? No, I, I, I do agree with it. Uh, and I think Chris Paul knows that. So yeah, he, he, he will, he will uh, uh, customize his approach accordingly. We owe him an apology. I mean, just well, one of us does. I, did, I, I, didn't, I wasn't talking any of that blasphemy last night. I wasn't doing any Chris Paul slander. I was really impressed by his game tonight. Now, box score, 13 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 for 11. Nothing special. Two turnovers. But what you were saying last night when we were talking about he's not the, he's not one of the two best players in this team anymore. Should there be situations where maybe Austin Rivers plays over him and they have more size, stuff like that? And you made the point. You want him out there because he's a junkyard dog. He's going to be scrapping, clawing, fighting, flopping, elbows, pissing people off, agitator. And we saw of it tonight. It was like a basically a, a really high level Patrick Beverly impersonation. Did you feel that way? Absolutely. I, it, I mean, it was like the rich man's Patrick Beverly. This, this is they're getting their money's worth this season. They ain't going to get their money's worth in the next couple of seasons on the contract they signed him to. But dude, they're getting their money's worth this season. He really made KD mad a couple of times. That's the that's, question is: Is it a good thing to make KD mad? Sure. Is it good to get in his head, or is it actually a bad thing to make him mad because he's playing so well right now? He can. It's not. We don't know the answer, but you have to try everything. You, you have, have to try and build every every advantage you can muster. You have to try it. But here's the thing: the guy to go after is Draymond, because that's somebody who you could actually get thrown out of the game. Like KD will get mad, but he won't like get thrown out of the game mad. K- Draymond will get like thrown out of the game mad. I don't know. You don't he's, think so? He's been pretty poised. Because he, he's the same guy who punched LeBron in the balls in game five of the 2016 finals. Yeah, but it's 2000. Has like 40 tacticals this it's, year. It's 2019. And, and he, it's physical. Like he's, he's given and getting mm. a lot of physical play. And, and so far he's kept it under control. I like the game plan. Uh, Heroes Among Us tonight. Another classic Austin Rivers supporting <laughs> cast game. He he's in the right place. He's uh, on, on the right feisty. on the right exactly. He's just being feisty. He's in there. He's he's uh fighting through screens. He's setting hard picks. He's getting his hand on loose balls. He's not afraid to take big shots. And it's hard for me to believe they picked him up on the waiver wire. Like him and Enos Cantor, Ennis Cantor, playing huge minutes in the playoffs, both just plucked off the waiver wire. Available. But that that's the league. I mean, everything is situational. Everything, you know, the the value of a, of a guy. I mean, Kenneth Reed uh, has has he seen the court? No, he has not seen the court. But that, but guess, you know, guess what? He won't. He was he was vitally important to Houston down that down the stretch. Yeah, and I think they realize in this series that um, if they can get away with putting these miles on Tucker, forty two minutes tonight. It was a hard 42 minutes. They needed every one of them, too. And uh, 
if they can get away with him carrying that kind of load. I mean, that's four. When you go over 40 minutes, that's a lot of minutes they for can't, a basketball game because you think about it, it's two 24 minute halves. You're basically resting somebody for three minutes a half when they're playing 42 minutes, which, in my opinion, is not enough rest. <laughs> it just isn't. You could take somebody out at like the two and a half minute mark of the first quarter, get them all the way through the timeout, and get them through the 10 minute timeout. And, and get to about 39 minutes with them. If you can't even do that, that means you don't trust more than like seven guys in your team. Well, and, and they don't. Th- and they don't. That's right. I mean, what's the, you're not, the point now isn't to rest. The point is to win. You have to win these games. These yeah, are the, the games. But the problem you is, play 48 minutes. they're going every other night now. It, so what? And with flying back and forth. So they, this is, this is a game of chicken now. With, from the Warriors standpoint, so they played Looney 22. Livingston 14, McKinney played 11 minutes. I don't really remember. I don't know where Swedish Larry Bird was. I was calling for it on Twitter. <laughs> I really thought he'd have a moment. That Swedish Larry would at least come in for, I don't know, one quarter. But uh, but yeah, both teams loading up on the carbs. Iggy played 29. Looked like he hurt his knee a little bit at the end. I hope not. I hope so he's now fine. we're going to Golden State game five. All of these games have been close or have ended with a close score. Yes. I would say um, game one was close, like legit close. I think tonight ended up being legit close, but I felt like the Rockets had it in hand most of the game. The, the Rockets were going to have to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. It game, felt like tonight. And they almost did. They started missing free throws at the end. Game three uh, was the seesaw game. And game two, it felt like the Warriors had it the whole game. Well, tonight, if KD or Steph, they had very good looks. They did. With Inside of eight seconds, they both got good looks that should have tied the basketball game, and then it would have been interesting. You know, it turns out it's a good idea to keep trying when you're down four or five in the last 30 seconds of a game. <laughs> that's what we learned. We, that's what, one of the things we've learned in the New playoffs. lesson. Maybe you keep trying when you're down four or five points. New playoff lesson. Um, This was, there's... A Durant versus Harden shadow over this whole game and over this whole series. The way it should be. What do you think if this is a boxing fight? Two rounds to two right now? Yes, two to two. Two to two. Two to two, yes. Two to two, even scorecard? Even what are the CompuBox punch box? CompuBunks, what are those called? <laughs> CompuBox punch stats? Sure, sure, Jim Lampley. <laughs> what do you think? Who who landed more power punches? It feels, I, feels I, like Durant... More power punches, nah, but Harden more punches. Dead even. I just, I they're 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 dead even. It's two two for a reason. I mean, the the interesting thing is is uh, the increase in physicality and Houston being comfortable at home and out rebounding and winning those 50-50 balls. The the rebounding totals are I feel like are being driven by the energy they have on the fifty fifty balls. So it ended up fifty to forty three in the rebounds for the Rockets. At one point, that was like forty five to thirty one. It was in like double that. digits. It was yeah. an 11, 12, 13 range. And then it flipped back at the end. Um, Rockets took fifty threes tonight, house fifty threes, thirty nine twos. Unrepentant. That's what they do. And we talked about this really since last year. That this Warriors team, which is so good, that the recipe to beat them is basically math. That's and, true. And threes and just playing really hard. And you kind of throw the throw everything you thought you do out of, about basketball out of the window. And 17 for 53. The Warriors were only eight for 33. Free throws were even. 
pretty even game except for the rebounds. Uh, I thought Harden was the best player on the court tonight. Oh, okay. But I thought Durant was really good. All right. No I just thought Harden that. did a tiny bit more. Well, the the point that you made earlier where it felt like Houston had control the entire game, that's because of the game that James Harden had. I thought, so here's the thing. I thought he had control of the, of the pace of play. Mm-hmm. It was very distinctly his game. It felt like for the four quarters. And Durant has had games like that too, where it just feels like, oh, this is Durant's game. He's controlling all this, the decisions tonight. I didn't think Harden necessarily played his greatest game, but I felt like the pace was the pace he wanted. Now they go to the uh, they go to Golden State for game five, and we're going to talk about this with Priscilla tomorrow night and break down what we think is going to happen. I'm not as scared about going into Golden State as it would have been in years past. Well, they didn't they didn't win either one of those games. No, I know, but the Warriors have lost many games this year. They have seen more vulnerable than usual there. I don't think they have the same home crowd that they're, they've normally gotten in Golden State. And I think it's winnable. And it was winnable last year, too. They almost won the game six. They almost won so the game So what do you think six. happens? Um, Live bet this series for me, House. So he, the, the, I'm going to give you the odds right now. Well, actually, think about my question first. Each of these two games in Houston, the defining factor to me has been one of Golden State's most important players has had a pretty bad game by their standards. So hmm. Steph sucked in game three. Clay sucked tonight. And tell me right now what kind of game I'm going to get. I know what I'm going to get from KD. He's the super duper alpha dog, baddest mofo in the playoffs, him and and, and Kawhi. And I loved Giannis tonight yeah, showing Giannis. up and say, hey, hey, hey. You know, those, yeah, Giannis came in with his resume tonight. Giannis <laughs> was like, all this Kawhi KD stuff. Yeah. Here's my resume. My name is Giannis. I'm from Greece. I'd like to be involved in this conversation. That's right. I, I, I loved it. But if I, if I expect both Clay and Steph to have better games in, in uh, Oracle, so. Well, I, w- I will say I'm stunned by this. When they fell behind two nothing, I thought they squandered the series at that point. They Houston, yeah, because at that point you've got to win four or five, and I think this Warriors this five year run is a historically great run. Their team is healthy, and that seemed completely unrealistic to me that they're going to take four or five. They go back to Houston, they take care of business. The series flips a little bit. They they get it done tonight. And now it's they just have to win two of the next three. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's it's way more realistic to me than it was even before the series. Cause I think they've figured out what they need to do to win the series now. They know what they know what the recipe is now. It's like we're going small, we're gonna be physical, we're gonna outfight you for every loose ball, we're gonna increase the pace of this game, of each game. By about the pace is gonna be about ten percent more frantic than you're used to, and normally you love this because you're Golden State. It's like, oh, this is chaotic. This is great, but actually, you don't really like it this time around as much. We're, we're throwing you out of sorts. You're doing weird things. You get Draymond charging down the middle on these weird fast break layups, and passes getting thrown out of bounds, and we're we're just basically taking the snow globe and shaking it. Let me ask you this. Yeah. I, I don't have an answer. I'm interested in your opinion. Is this the series that James that catapults the the James Harden conversation that changes the James Harden conversation? Is this going to be 
the postseason James Harden it could performance. Be. It's lined up for him now because he 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 he's he's had game one. He it was his worst game, right? His, I mean, the stats have been even with Durant. I think Durant has been more efficient, but um, you know, he's definitely not only rose to the occasion, but seemed to kind of relish it. Had a, had a kind of swagger to him those last two games. Like, not afraid of you guys. I think I'm the best player in this series, and I'm going to show it. So I got to hand it to him. It was impressive. Well, I don't got, even think he played that way last year. He's got to do it on the road, doesn't he? I mean, he gotta literally has to do it on the road because they don't have home court advantage. Um, Eric Gordon, not great tonight. Two for 12 from three. But I still like the way he's playing. Sure. He's a, he's crucial. What were his minutes? I mean, he had to have been 40. over 40. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's the thing. When you look at the stats from this with the guys, you know, people see the 40 minutes and it's like, all right, I've, I've seen people play 40 minutes for, but these are like really hard 40 minutes. It's great. This it's is great. like, uh, it's like playoff football versus exhibition football. You, you made the point, and I think it was in the third quarter, uh, it would have been great to have seen Boston play this hard for any time at all. Yeah, good segue. Let's segue to that really quick, and then we'll go. Um, yeah, you the intensity of Houston Golden State versus the intensity that the Celtics were playing with, it was jarring. We noticed it immediately. We're watching the first quarter of the game, which the Warriors Rockets was immediately intense. And guys, there's this one play I saw it online where it was somebody was showing how the how the Warriors rotated on D for this one play. And Curry trapped somebody on the top of the key, like 28 feet from the basket, trapped it with somebody, but then they were able to rotate out. And he went and ran all the way to the opposite corner to contest this Austin Rivers thing. He was just run full speed the whole time. Nobody on the Celtics played that hard this entire series. But that I think that's a, a very, very good uh, way to frame the problem with this Celtics team. Curry's, they, don't, they don't give a, a two shits? No, well, but it's, it's a trust component. Like yeah. it, It's an understanding the system component. Like... Curry had, didn't have to think about where he was going to go, and he didn't have to worry about any of his other teammates. Right, you know, he goes right from the trap to the opposite corner because he knows that's where the ball's going to go, and that's his defensive assignment. That's what the rotation produces. That's not anything like what we saw out of the Celtics. It, it is jarring at this point in the season to see the lack of communication, the lack of trust, and the the constant confused looks. Out of Boston. Yes, as, as somebody's Milwaukee. getting an uncontested layup. Yes, yes. They're looking at each other like, who, what are we doing? Who you got? I tried to tell you this. We did our podcast last night, and I was saying to you that I just didn't think it was going to happen. I thought they were going to lose. And I could, you had this look in your eye like you weren't sure if I was reverse jinxing it, and then you realized <laughs> I was being serious. And I was just like, look, when, when times get tough, a team can go one of two ways. And this Celtics team over and over again this season has gone the wrong way. I, even the Rockets, they're, they're down to nothing. They embarrass themselves with all the officiating bullshit. They go back to Houston. They could have rolled over and they didn't. They they decided to fight for to get back in the series. And this Boston team, the moment they can take the easy way out, they do. And they'll have these moments and it happens over and over again. What did I say to you? We were watching that in the second quarter. Celts were like like up 39-31, something yeah, like that. Yeah. And I was saying it's good. And I said it was gonna be 42-40 bucks in like three minutes. And it was 42-41 bucks like three minutes later. Cause that's what the Celts do over and over again. They don't play hard the whole game. 
Well, you it, have to play hard in a playoff game. Newsflash. I don't, I don't think it's an, an effort thing. I just think that there is a, a, a basic lack of, there's an institutional dysfunction. There's a lack of cohesion. There's a lack of communication that so often resulted in so like curious ISO ball things out of yeah. the Celtics. The wrong guy taking the wrong shot it's in the, the wrong worst. place at the wrong time. Seven straight months of it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not like they're not trying. It's more like, there's a calmness to them. Like they think it's going to be all right. There's not a, oh my God, if we lose this game, they're going to set the Boston garden on fire afterwards. We have to save it. Like there's a, a frantic energy that they just don't have. That's true. The Rockets tonight. were like, if you're taking us out, we're going to leave you with at least some bruises and, um, and we're going to knock you down a few times and we're going to go down fighting. But that, that frantic energy. And I think that's a great way of putting it. Thank you. Is a direct, there's a direct correlation between like the, the liberating effect of knowing exactly where you're supposed to be, what your job is, what right. the other guys around you are going to do that allows you to turn your brain off and just do max effort. The Celtics never were able to turn their brains off. Kyrie was seven for 22 tonight. And that included, uh, a garbage layup at the end. It was six for 21. And then he did the classic Kyrie move where they're down like 10 and he goes flying in to pad the stats with 20 seconds left. Um, he did a lot of talk all season about judges in the playoffs. I'm a playoff guy. I've won a title. Um, I'm the only guy in this team who understands what it's like to be in the finals. This is my time of year. The postseason is when you find out who's who and all that stuff. And he's just flat out sucked. 19 of 62 in these three series deciding games. And they somebody asked him that one. after the game and he said, who cares? Well, he will be able I'll to. I'll tell you who cares, me. And and so do the good people of Boston who booed his ass off the court tonight. Well, I'll read you my tweet, the text from my dad after the game. My dad went to the game. He went to game three, went to game four. My dad said, I said, did you enjoy the Celtics season? <laughs> and my dad texted back, no. Sitting there, a real lack of effort on defense. Crowd booed. Kyrie was awful. Hero shots. No involvement of the rest of team. Sad to watch Hayward. Rozier and Smart were terrible. Friday and tonight were embarrassing second half performances. Go bees. He's just, he's out. So is the he's whole He's delighted city. he doesn't have to spend playoff money anymore. He's like, great. <laughs> Send me my refund for rounds three and four. I'm out. Um, yeah. This crowd, Grandy was telling me this all year and so was my dad. Sean, Sean Grandy, Grandy the, the radio guy. Yeah. And my dad was saying the same thing because they- Grandy's obviously at every game. My dad went to a bunch of games. And he was just like, the crowd doesn't like this team. They don't like the hero ball. They don't like the the threes with a hand in the face with 18 seconds left. They don't like teams that it's kind of your turn, your turn, your turn, my turn. That was the and T. That was what we watched they tonight. They just don't like it. They don't like dumb defensive things. And um, and I don't think the, the Indiana series, for some reason, made people go, Oh, here they come. And it's like, Indiana stinks. Like, yeah. they, they didn't have Oladipo. They're playing Darren Collison and Corey Joseph and Wes Matthews, big giant minutes. So, Bobby, you're a young man, but you, you follow basketball. I do. Do you think Darren Collison, Corey Joseph, and Wes Matthews are a good litmus test for whether your team's going to be a good playoff team? Not ready for the finals, for sure. Yeah. Maybe in 2010. Yeah, 2010. <laughs> Shots fired by Bobby. Kyrie's record for the Celtics in the, in the in the postseason is going to be five and four, and he'll look great in a in a Nets or a Knicks uniform next year. We'll be fine. <laughs>
There's a lot I, of balls in the air now. I mean, I, I, I will tell you this. A friend of mine who works in basketball for a team has a theory called the, uh, the Bahamas theory. Oh. That when it's over, it's over. And when it's like your last game, and if you lose this game, your season's over. Some guys are either like, we're not going out this way. And other guys are like, we're going to lose on Thursday night. I can be in Cabo by Friday at <laughs> 5 p.m. And there's certain teams that could be one way and there's certain teams that could be the other way. And the Bucks are favored by nine and a half in game five. This Celtics team seems like the type of team where at least a couple guys in this team already have the reservations for what they're doing this weekend. The, the, After, the Atlantis has gotten a few phone calls. The Atlantis is like, hey, I'm just checking on the suites for Saturday night. <laughs> Uh, or minus, Vegas, the 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 Milwaukee money line right now is minus five hundred. Yeah, so that's five thousand to win a thousand. Let's put all of our life savings on it. I need some W's. I had a lot yeah, of had a, a lot of L's round. last week. At least we avoided the Warriors live bet today. Yeah, but yeah, I just think here's the thing: in basketball, you can take a bunch of guys that are pretty good, and you put them together, and sometimes it just doesn't work. And the mix just isn't there. And it hasn't been there all year for the Celtics team. It, I'm still struggling to make sense of it. And I can't totally, but I just know what I've seen for seven months. And at some point, the guys know it too. And I think we're there. I like think Marcus there. Morris, I think for the 10th time this season, had a whole press conference thing after the game of, we didn't show a lot of fight tonight. It's really disappointing. We need to have a better effort. It's like, just run the video of the last time you gave this press conference. Um, I don't want to talk about them anymore. This is embarrassing Celtics season. They, they should all be ashamed of themselves. Let's talk about the Bucs really quick. Pour a little out. Yeah, let's talk about the Bucs. I thought Giannis had a little something, something tonight. A little edge to him. He did the he did the Kobe giant underbite move after the one when he blocked it on one end and had the dunk on <laughs> the other end. And then he did that Kobe underbite thing. That angry Kobe look. Yeah, I love it. This he, is all over the place. He's, he's need to, he needed to serve notice. We talked about it earlier. He's like, what? Who, Kawhi and, and KD? Yeah, where am I? Yeah, that's right. Somebody forgot about the freak. The thing with them, Jamal Murray is this guy for the Nuggets, but the Nuggets need Jamal Murray way more than the Bucks need Bledsoe. But when Bledsoe plays really well, this Bucks team is the best team in the league. If he's at the peak of his powers in a mm -hmm. game, combined with the shooting and Giannis... They're kind of unstoppable. Well, they have so many uh, different mature weapons. And this yeah. is the thing that distinguishes them in the East to me. They just play with a, a discipline when they play with a discipline. Like they, they get themselves in trouble, like the, the way they lost game one yeah. to Boston. But when they play with, with the discipline that they have, there's, you know, you have a lot of guys with a lot of playoff chops. Not necessarily that, you know, Guys that have been to the finals, but a lot of guys with a with a with well, been, a, at least been in some games. Yeah, been in some games. Know know what playoff pressure is all about. Well, they survived. Middleton was terrible tonight. He's four for nineteen. Meritich wasn't much better. Three for ten. He, here's what the big takeaway for me with this Bucks thing was. Other than that, I like Giannis. If you're really the MVP and you're hitting this different stage of your career. You need to just annihilate Boston in one of these games, which is what he did. That's he a nice little it. check mark. For he did it. The big thing for me is I wasn't sure about Conn Connaughton and George Hill 
and Ilyasova as road guys that they actually had to depend on in playoff games. Again, with a good crowd, like, and Giannis having a kick to them if he's being double teamed, like, are the bench guys on that team going to play well? We saw George Hill last year had a couple good games in the Boston series, a couple bad games. In the finals, he was atrocious. Well, I mean, he, he was had, atrocious. He had the opportunity to win game one. Oh, it, that's true. Yeah, yeah. He missed the free throw. I yeah, about and he that. missed the free throw. Um, Connaughton, unproven, obviously, as, as, you know, as somebody on the big, big stage from Arlington, Mass, by the way. And uh, I thought those guys, George Hill in particular, Connaughton was good too, but George Hill, that was the best he's looked in a couple of years. He, he's maybe, re, maybe reconsider what went wrong for him in Cleveland. Well, he he definitely likes this matchup against Boston's guards. There's no two ways about <laughs> it. Because they don't play defense? Yeah, he felt like he could get to the hole uh, yeah. with impunity, and I believe that he did. Yeah, it was pretty good. So they answered some questions, I think. Sure. They needed to play well in the two at Boston games. We know they can play well at home. They have home court advantage. But I wanted to see them do it on a, in a road game, and they did. And now, no matter what happens with that Toronto-Philly series, I think they'll definitely be favored. Oh, they're um, going to be favored for sure. I think the Philly matchup would be more fun. The Toronto matchup would be more of a, I don't know who's going to win. Uh, one thing I noticed tonight I wanted to mention to you about Giannis. They were putting him on the left side a couple of times, the top, like where Dr. J used to go. Sure. And he was doing that thing where he'd go into the lane and he would do like the swoop Spin. shot. But yeah. instead of Dr. J would do like the, that swoop. Across the lane with thing, his arm. Across the lane finger roll. Yeah. And Kareem would do the go and Magic then stole it from Kareem the going into the lane little sky hook. And Giannis had his version of that that he did a couple times, which I've seen him do at other points during the year. But uh when he goes in and it seems like it's gonna start out like the magic sky hook, but he mm. does that big Giannis alien arm. Yep. And it goes way higher. And then it's like almost like a Kareem sky hook. Where he's shooting down at the basket. Guess who's blocking that shot? <laughs> no human beings that we're aware of. Unless, to, nobody who's alive. Boban, if you put Boban and made him stand right at the rim. Boban on a trampoline? <laughs> no, well, he's, he's standing at the rim with his arms straight up and he jumps at the same time as the ball comes down. I feel like the Bucks are saving that play for like the finals. That's like their, their big secret weapon is Giannis on that side where they could just... I just don't know how you stop it. I want to see. Because the other thing is he can pass out of it too. Sure. He goes into the lane like he's going to do it. And then he just fires a freak alien pass to like somebody in the corner or something. But um, how many assists did he end up with tonight? Do you have that handy? uh, He had four. Four. 16 rebounds. All right. He's been incredible. I mean, he's basically been, we pick any Shaq here when Shaq had it going. And those are the stats he's starting to put up. So who's your finals right now? Milwaukee, Golden State. Really? Just because of home home court. The, through the four games right now, Houston is leading the series by one point. It's that close. Yeah. And the difference to me is Golden State gets to play game seven at home. That's it. That's all. Tell you this. They better win game five. They they have to win game five. Down 3-2 right. going back to Houston. Nope, That's going to be a flopathon. Cannot have that. They have to win game five. I think they win game five. Speaking of flopathons, are yeah. you excited for golf tomorrow? I have my 60-degree yeah. PM grind. That's I can't a Phil Mickelson grind. Yeah, I can't hit those. Perfect Flopadopolis. I'm terrible at those. Sided by Callaway Golf. Thanks, Callaway. I'm excited for the epic flash driver, though. Yeah, man. We're going to bang it away. Thanks, Callaway. Looking forward to playing golf tomorrow. Uh, you can hear the Ringer NBA show. Verno and KOC are coming tomorrow anyway, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, so tomorrow that's morning. happening, too. This is a little, little uh, appetizer for you before that one comes on. And then Ringer NBA show. 
Me, House, Rosillo, tomorrow night after the doubleheader, we're going to be back in the house. Uh, Rosillo's finally recovered from the Willie Nelson concert. I'm excited. Best of luck to him in his his two-day recovery. But uh, we'll be going hard after the uh, doubleheader tomorrow, and I have a lot on the agenda for that as well. Joe House, pleasure as always. Producer Bobby, thank you. And we will see you uh, on the Ring or NBA show in about 12 to 15 hours. And then we'll see you in the BS podcast late tomorrow night. Thanks. Basketball is very good. Basketball is very good.